Hey guys, it's me. Not that you were expecting anyone else. Anyways, Gaming After College has a sponsor. I know, right? We're getting with the times. It's pretty exciting. Anyways, our sponsor of today's episode is Anchor. Anchor is a brand new service that lets you make podcasts, and they make it very easy to do so. All you need to do to make a podcast is right there on their app and right there on their website. On top of that, they handle automatic distribution of your podcast to various different platforms. So you don't have to do anything with RSS feeds. And then they look for sponsorships for your podcast with absolutely no minimum amount of listenership, which is great for me because I think I only have five of you guys out there listening to my beautiful voice and uh, keep going. Thanks, guys. The best part about Anchor, it's absolutely 100% free. So what are you waiting for? Go and try it out. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Gaming After College, the only podcast that helps you manage your gaming time and your busy life. This is your host, Manny, speaking. Today, I will be giving a review, and I'm going to try to keep it quick, on Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age. Let's get started. So as always, I'm going to try to keep this review spoiler free, but I will talk about the beginning. Um, I will talk about my reactions to some parts in the end. And um, yeah, and obviously I'm going to talk about how long to beat. So before before I get started, I do also want to say that if you have not participated in the contest or the giveaway that I'm doing, be sure to listen to last week's or the last episode of Far Cry 5. There you will find a hidden piece of trivia, sort of. It's a question. Send me the answer to the question. First person to do it gets the uh, gets the $25 Amazon gift card. And in the next episode, which I will be reviewing, I'm still undecided. It'll probably be Spider-Man's DLC, the Marvel Spider-Man that just came out last year. Or I'll be talking about Elite Dangerous, which is a, uh, a new style game that I hope many of you have not experienced yet. And I hope I can get you uh, hooked onto it because I've... I've been on and off playing it for like five years. But anyways, not before you even get there, let's we'll talk about that later. So without further ado, let's get started with the review of Dragon Quest XI. Gotta relax. This is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. Hmm. Human music. I like it. All right, so for some backstory, my first Dragon Quest game was Dragon Quest VIII, uh, Journey of the Cursed King. And for those of you who have never played a Dragon Quest game or um, actually just never played a Dragon Quest game, they are almost like your old school type of RPGs, right? And some people may not like that. Some people may love it. And by old school, they are uh, turn-based mechanic systems for uh, for gaming, for their gameplay, right? So you, you get into an, an, an enemy fight and everyone takes turns, essentially. And that that is, in a nutshell, that is the gaming uh, gameplay of it. That, that's how you gain levels and such. And if this isn't your bag, I recommend you try this game. Um, you can probably find it a little cheaper than when it was when it first came out. And I would say that this game, this Dragon Quest game, it's number 11. It's probably the best Dragon Quest game I've ever played. And and I haven't played a lot of them, to be honest with you. And I would say a close second would probably be Dragon Quest 8. So what is Dragon Quest? 
So first of all, it's more of an anthology series. Um, they, you don't have to play the first eleven or the first ten to play number eleven. That's not what these games are all about. They typically have a different setting, different characters, but same sort of mechanics. So you're going to see like the same enemies in every game, right? Just like Final Fantasy games, you're going to see the same tropes in every game. And um, I would say one thing that's remained sort of consistent in Dragon Quest as compared to other RPG games such as Final Fantasy is the graphics. So the graphics are top notch, the uh, the fast frame rate. They're, they're very nice to look at, but they're also done in the style of Dragon Ball Z. And if that doesn't like make you want to go pick up this game already, like seriously, like that's actually when I was told about this game, I was in high school. I was told about uh, Dragon Quest VIII. It had just come out. And yeah, that, that speaks to my age for all my listeners out there. And it had just come out and a buddy of mine was like, you got to play this game. You like Final Fantasy, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. It's, it's really cool. And it's like, okay, you got to play this game. It's just like Final Fantasy. I'm like, okay, cool. That means they're going to be long, right? He's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a long game. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then, and I was still on the fence about it because I believe around that time I was playing um, Persona 4, I believe, um, which is my favorite game of all time. And I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. But I, I was in the mood to get into a... Uh, uh, a Dragon Quest game at that point in time. But then my friend was like, hey, it looks like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and that was enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to go pick up this game and I will try it out on and off as I'm playing Persona. And that's exactly what I did. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it so much. I actually um, wanted to like rebuy it, but I couldn't after my PS2 broke. So it, what I did is I actually got an emulator to run on my rig and then I was able to play it there. Don't tell anyone. But anyways, uh, so what time of game is Dragon Quest 11? So in Dragon Quest 11, it's um, in my opinion, when I first started playing this game, I was a little disappointed because it's like, oh, it's the unique trope, right? It's, it's the, the trope again, where you your main character who doesn't speak, but kind of sometimes does. You, you just don't hear it. Um, you are the one. You are the, the one person who will save the world from the catastrophic Dark One, and you will save the world from the darkness. And it, it's been played out, right? You, you see the Matrix, there you go, you got the one, right? You see Kingdom Hearts, you know, Sora is the one who will lock away the, the Kingdom Hearts and whatnot. It's, it's the same thing. And I was a little disappointed about that because I'm like, oh, this again? You know, at least in Dragon Quest A, it's it's actually a journey about a cursed king who was cursed by a mage, you know, and it's pretty cool. However, I was severely wrong. So what Dragon Quest XI has, has, it going, has going for it is its characters. So towards the end, as you're playing the game, you travel around distant lands, you travel uh, around trying to figure out who is the Dark One, because... For some reason, the people who you thought would help you out think that you're you're the Dark One, but you're actually the one. You're you're the one who's gonna bring an end, right, uh, to the Dark One. I mean, uh, and minor spoilers on that. That's not that's not something heavy. And yeah, so you go around the the world and you actually make a lot of friends. You actually at the towards the end of the game, you have seven companions, um, with four of them being able to be used during fat battle. And, and we'll get more about the battle mechanics in a bit because they are just a little different from the older games. I would say that the redeeming quality of this of this game, and I say redeeming because I was just really not liking the whole premise of the game, is the fact that the characters are so well written. 
so every character has their own wants and needs like they they just they talk about their life their background their own personal way of thinking and personal way of living and a lot of that is shown with a lot of the decisions that they make uh, now while you're in gameplay while you're fighting monsters you you control them if you if you so choose and again we'll get to the gameplay in a bit but the storyline around each character is so rich that they really outdone, outdone themselves with, with this one and it's not even that some of the side quests of this game are just phenomenal like they are reaching levels of emotion i do not expect from a side quest when you get a side quest you're like oh i i lost my tiara let's go find it you know and then we find it we return it and we're done but there's like a, a side quest in particular that involves a mermaid and i'm like okay whatever and this turns into some real depressing stuff but anyways that's a little a little spoilers for that but yeah all in all i would say that the characters are the reason why i keep playing and I, the reason I played for so long. So just to give you a quick how long to beat from, from the onset, I am officially not even done with the game. I, I was bamboozled. I was hoodwinked. I saw the credits, ladies and gentlemen. I saw it. I was clapping as I usually do when I finish a really good game. But there's more. Do I like that? Yeah, I kind of do because I get to have more adventures with my party, right? They're, they're my buds. They're, they're, they're cool. But... Man, was I did I feel hoodwinked. I thought it ended with XYZ going down, and apparently that's not so. Apparently you can add more to the story, and that is exactly what I'm doing, and I haven't regretted it yet. Um, currently I'm at 60 hours, and I've been playing this game on and off since November. Um, I picked it up for $30, which was half off, by the way. It came out in September of last year. I picked it up for $30 in November on Black Friday, uh, around the same time I picked up Far Cry 5, right? That was la the last episode I just recorded. And I've just been playing it on and off. I also included a huge chunk of my time dedicated to Kingdom Hearts 3 because I am a Kingdom Hearts 3 fanboy. So I, I did take some time off from Dragon Quest, but now I'm back on it. And I'm still not doing Kingdom Hearts 3. And probably the next episode will probably be about that. But this game keeps calling me back. And this game keeps calling me back because of its characters. Um, I really enjoy them. Like I, I to say more would be more spoiler, so I'm not gonna go there. But just know that when you when you get into this game, when you get into a Dragon Quest game, especially Dragon Quest Eleven, which is 100% open for beginners uh, or for newbies to the to, to the Dragon Quest uh, series, there is a lot of story, right? There is a lot of background. There's also a lot of reading, which is fine, and it's very rich. You. For someone to enjoy this game, you would have to enjoy a good story and a good multitude of smaller stories that assist the main story. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun and I and I definitely enjoy it. So moving on from the storyline before I want to talk more about spoilers, moving on from the storyline, I do want to talk about uh, gameplay. And also, I feel like this this podcast episode is actually a little short than what it should be for the game of this magnitude. Because if you if you anyone remembers, I did an episode on on uh, Persona Five last year, and I think that was one of my longest episodes to date. And that's because Persona Five took me a hundred hours to beat, and I have a love with Persona games. This episode should be just as long, and I'm going to try not to make it just as long because what I learned in the course of making this podcast is this podcast is designed for you to listen on your way home. This podcast is designed for people who 
want to play games but don't know which games to play which games are worth their while i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make you sit there for an hour on end listening to me rant about how great dragon quest is i will tell you why it's great i will tell you what makes it great and i will leave it to your own devices because at the end of the day your time is more important right and that's exactly why i'm doing this podcast uh, i want people to keep gaming and i feel sad when my friends are like oh i stopped gaming because you know xyz is going on with my life and i'm like well why don't you play this game or that game you know so here we are moving on to the gameplay part of this of this game so the gameplay is very simple i already stated it earlier it's more of rpg like old school rpg it is rpg and dragon ball z rolled up into one package and it's turn-based so you get into a fight which by the way let me let me take one step back in Final fantasy games you're running around and the enemies pop out of nowhere, right? And in fact, when I was first playing Final Fantasy X and that happened where the screen breaks into a million glass pieces, I was scared. But anyways, in this game, it's a little different. In Dragon Quest VIII, you went walking around and an enemy appears. You don't know when it appears, but hey, it happened. Oh, well, you know, time to fight. In this game, you see all the enemies on the map. You see them all walking around, just minding their own business. And you can go up to them and attack them, or you can fire a crossbolt, a crossbolt at them, and they just go running towards you. All that's optional. You can actually just speed across a field and hope and hope to God you don't you don't accidentally encounter an enemy. Um, and I've done that multiple times because I really just like want to save. Like there have been late nights where I need to go to work the next morning, and I've just been okay. I need to speed run this to get to the next save point. But you can totally do that. I'm I'm willing to bet you can go throughout the whole game without getting into one fight because of this. But that's neither here nor there. When you get into a fight, however, you you take turns. So I believe I believe it's based on the person's speed who goes first or agility. Because I've had what I think is the first person who would who would have the first attack doesn't end up going, but the person next to them or the person who's like on the third slot because you have four people in a fight um, ends up going. So I believe it's the speed that decides who goes first, but you end up taking turns. And there's a new power in this game called the pet power. So the pet power is almost like a mini Super Saiyan. Like that's what I've been calling it since it's a uh, it's animated to look like Dra Dragon Ball Z. You essentially for the next, I don't know, 10 turns, I believe, you are now stronger than you were before. You're faster. All your abilities are a little just a little amped up. Um, not so much so that it's glaringly obvious, like you're not going to like one hit KO all your enemies, but you are going to be stronger. And when you have more than one character pepped up or you unlocked uh, certain skill sets, you can use a pep power. So some of these pep powers will be like buffs or yeah, they'll, they'll be like buffs where you, you get all your, all your, uh, HPs healed up. You get an increase in defense. Or sometimes you'll get an increase in attack or you do an amazing attack against the enemy or all the enemies uh, that are on the field. And it varies based on what you unlock in the skill tree. And that's another thing, but I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. As you're fighting, however, you have complete control over your characters or, or you don't. That's completely up to you. I have every character set where I control what they do. However, you can tell each character, say, uh, fight wisely, conserve MP, or only heal, for example. If you want to play like that, it gives you less things to do, and in my opinion, kind of makes the fight go faster, then you can. That's completely up to you. It's great. You have seven people on your team, you have complete control, or you can just have control over your guy, and you're fine. 
as you progress for the game, each level you get nets you um, skill points. Um, I believe they're called ability points. I'm not, I'm not entirely too sure what they're called in the game right now as I'm doing this review. But each character has a skill tree. And you're thinking, oh, this is kind of cool, right? This is like a Final Fantasy X, right? With the sphere grid. You wouldn't be too far off from the mark. However, however, each character has a sort of uh, affliction, right? So they have, like, for example, the, the main hero, who I don't know what to call him. The, the main hero, he can do great swords, right? Skills and great swords, skills and regular swords, um, skills in his own predefined the one category, right? And you can do these in any way you want. Now, granted, if you just keep playing and playing the game, you're eventually going to unlock all of them, right? But as you're playing the game, it's up to you how to decide which way you want to go. Do you want to work with just great swords? Do you want to work with uh, just regular swords? Or do you want to do both, which will probably get you less skills as, as, you're, as you're doing it? Um, it really is up to you. And each character has these things, right? So there's one character who can do uh, claws, right, which is a type of weapon. Or they can do a, a, a giant wand, a two-handed wand, right? That looks like a staff. Think Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. So it really is up to how you want to play it and how you want each character to grow. And it, it's, it's fantastic, in my opinion. What's also really cool is there is a mechanic in the game where you can actually say, you know what, all these skills I learned in this part of this character's skill tree, so let's say great swords and the hero skill tree, I want to unlearn all of it and get back all those points and expend those points somewhere else on the skill tree. You could totally do that for each character. And in a pinch, it'll save your life because there, there's been a couple of times where I've had to do that right before a big boss battle. And I love it. So yeah, it's old school, old fashioned turn-based mechanics, but there are little, little things that just make it so much more than that. And it's a lot of fun. And I, I will keep telling everyone that this game is great. Granted, I've gotten a few weird looks from my fiance as she sees me playing it because it's it's kind of weird, you know. It, you know, come on, think Dragon Ball Z. It's kind of weird, but it's also really good. Uh, one little thing I do want to say is um, if if you're playing in English, all the all the characters have accents, which is quite normal for these games. And there's always like English, Scottish accents. It's the strangest thing, but it's it's so cool. Um, but that's something I, I do want to point out. I actually recently read reread a review on uh, on Kotaku, which I it's on the show notes below. It's uh, from Tim Rogers, and uh, I did uh, I did tweet at him right before I recorded this. Uh, so be, be sure to check out his article. His article is what this review should be. His article is very long, and he talks about his personal love for Dragon Quest, and he talks about the history of Dragon Quest, which. I love the entire read and I, I reread it, right? I, I read it once when it came out and I reread it uh, just before I recorded this, just to keep my mind fresh. And uh, even though just what, two days ago, I was playing Dragon Quest. So be sure to read it. It's very long, not too many spoilers. And he shares a lot of the same things I share. I, I love the characters. I 100% love the characters. The storyline is really strong. But the premise really turned me off. Now, I don't think he shared that one. But for me, I really didn't like the premise. Uh, I, I think it's because I'm just tired of the premise. But it all came came right around right when, you know, the characters started really getting into their own storylines. And I really enjoyed that. So I talked about the gameplay. I talked a little bit about the storyline without giving away too much. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell you how long to beat this thing. 
because trust me, I'm still not done. So let's go ahead and talk about that. Now, if you wanted to just beat the main storyline, which I believe the main storyline is just up until the point where you see the credits, which is how far I got. Looking at 55 hours, which is surprisingly on point. Um, 55 hours, I believe, was right around the point where I actually saw the credits for the first time. And what's even more aggravating is that the credits actually have an epilogue for every single character. But there's still more after. What the hell is that about? But anyways, anyways, I believe that on, on howlongtobeat.com, that main story, 55 hours, is for the first run of credits. I swear if I don't see more credits, I'm going to get really annoyed. Now, for main plus extras, you're looking around 85 hours. So I don't know if that includes the extra stuff you can do at the end of the game. It probably does. Right now I'm around 60 hours, so possibly. Uh, I might hit 80. We'll see. I'll probably tweet about it once I'm finished with it. The last game I played that was this long was Persona 5, and that took me 100 hours. Uh, 101, actually. And finally, if you want to do everything the game has to offer, unlock every chest, every special door. There's tons of special doors in this game. Um, you want to do absolutely everything you're looking at around 120 hours, which is, uh, it's pretty good in my opinion. If let's say you really like RPG games, but the reason you stopped gaming was for RPG games, get this one, play it on and off. I've completed 60 hours since November. I've been playing maybe once or twice a day, not one day, once or twice a week. Uh, sometimes on weekends I'll play for like a good three hour session. Those are rare, but those are so enjoyable. Um, it's definitely worth picking up, I would say. If you're an RPG fan and you like Final Fantasy, you like Dragon Quest, stop listening to me. Go get this game right now. You can buy this game on Amazon for around 30 bucks already. So 30 bucks, that's what I paid in Black Friday. Now it's on Amazon standard for 30 bucks. It's only digital. However, if you're looking at a, um, a physical copy, I believe it's going to be more because it doesn't say anything about the physical copy being there. And also in the show notes, this is a, this is a good segue into this. In the show notes, I'm also going to include a couple of articles for you. So obviously the Kotaku article written by Tim Rogers, which I believe anyone should read. And I am including a article regarding, um, it's on Polygon and it is for a beginner's guide. So cute little tips that will help you really help you uh, as you're playing this game. And finally, I'm including two more links and one, uh, three more links. One of them is how long to beat, if you guys want to check that out and the Amazon link to buy this game. And then finally, a third Polygon, art a second Polygon article. Apparently, Dragon Quest XI is going to be re-released as Dragon Quest XI-S, uh, the definitive edition. And this will be for the Nintendo Switch, and it arrives in the fall. Now, hey, am I going to buy this game? Probably not. This game was long. Like, holy crap, it was long. But, Will I consider it? Maybe. I don't know. The Switch is great. And the Switch is a great system. This will be yet another RPG that goes to that system, which I think is totally deserving. And they're going to include a fully orchestrated soundtrack, which, I mean, I believe this one is too. So I don't know why that is even a thing. It will include the English and Japanese audio tracks. And finally, this is like the only reason I might even consider buying this. It includes a 16-bit version of the game. While, does that mean the whole game will be in 16-bit? I don't know. Is it worth my time? You betcha. So anyways, anyways, I digress. Uh, let's see. I talked about how long to beat, talk about the gameplay, and I did talk about the uh, the storyline. 
and some some little personal stuff. So I think that concludes this episode. Uh, be sure to to um, tune in to last the last episode of Far Cry Five where I talk about the giveaway. If you're if you're still interested, or if I haven't posted anything yet on on Twitter, uh, remember the first person to send me the correct answer gets their twenty five bucks on Amazon, which they can totally put towards this purchase of Dragon Quest Eleven. So without further ado, keep gaming. This is Manuel Dorio. Thank you.